Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Love in the District. Tristan here alongside Jacob. Jacob, you want to tell them what we're going to get into today? Yeah, so in football, there's been some big news around the league concerning some players and some coaching changes. Um, for our teams, Congress just came out with some news about our everyone's favorite owner, Dan Schneider. Also, the Eagles made a few more signings. In hockey, we're going. Um, it's starting to gear up towards the end of the season, so... Want to talk about the games we've played and how how our teams how our teams are doing and into baseball spring training is wrapping up here and um want to talk about how the Nats got beat and what looked like a foot uh, football score so let's get right into it yeah so we'll we'll start you like league wide like we usually do a uh, couple big things well not really big Andy Dalton is still playing and the Saints just signed him. One of a bigger signing is uh, Jabril Peppers going to the Patriots. I think that's a big signing for the Patriots personally. Uh, and it's huge for the Giants too, not getting him back because I mean, they have Xavier McKinney, but that's, they don't, I don't know who their other safety would be without Jabril Peppers. Anytime the Giants get worse, I'm happy. That is also true. Um, the, the, so the Patriots got Jabril Peppers. Um, the something that's really big that like uh I want to talk about is Malcolm Jenkins retiring. Like that is that's I thought he was a lot younger than he actually is, but he, he's in his 30s. Like I knew he was in his 30s because last year when they let him walk and the Saints re-signed him, I knew he was like 31 or 32, but I feel like this is just an early retirement for him. Cause like he was still playing at a high level uh, and the Saints signed him to a five-year deal when they re-signed him. So it's not like he was, Oh, that is not the right team. Um, it's not like he was like just not performing. So I don't quite get why. I don't know why they, Sign him to a five-year deal, but he's retiring, and he was a good safety for the Eagles. He was one of the better signings for the Eagles. Him and Rodney McLeod came in at the same time. That was a huge free agency uh, signing for the Eagles when they picked him up and Rodney McLeod. So, uh, but, yeah, he had a heck of a career. He did win. He won two Super Bowls. He was there in 09 when the Saints won. He was a rookie. So he has two Super Bowls. I'm interested to see if he will retire with the Saints or with the Eagles. It'll probably be the Saints. I would think it's going to be the Saints too because since he did win a ring there and that was the people who – that was the only people who – he was the first team that they were with, so I would see it being the Saints. Uh, He is the only player in NFL history to to defeat – both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl. So his teams defeated Peyton Manning. He, he played. No, he alone. played in the Super Bowl. He played in the Super Bowl, but he alone didn't defeat Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, it's that's a big feat. I mean, because Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are easily one and two in quarterback rankings in NFL history. Yeah, I, so. That's I have them one and two. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's still huge, but, uh, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of big. I, I really personally liked, uh, Malcolm Jenkins on the Eagles and I was kind of sad when they let him walk, but congrats to him on his retirement. Uh, and Bruce Arians is also retiring. Yeah. And And, Todd Bowles is getting, I was going to say, I've seen rumors saying Todd Bowles is going to take over, which Honestly, I don't think... have something to do with the fact that Brady's retiring. Once he returns, comes out of retirement, Bruce Arians happens to retire and move to the front office. I, uh, I don't think that's, I don't think Todd Bowles is a terrible coach. I mean, he did pretty decent. Decent is a word to go with there. He did decent with the Jets when he was their coach, but then again, it was the Jets. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, he was also an Eagles coach at one point, but I don't think he'll do terrible as the coach. I mean, he's defensive minded. They have a hell of a defense in Tampa. So he's still staying with the same people. And I think it's a pretty decent, if they do end up keeping Todd Bowles as the head coach, that's an in-house upgrade. And he's still with the team. The team knows him and he knows his players. So overall, I think that'd be a pretty good head coach for him. And it, I think it'd be pretty hard to do bad with that team out in Tampa, considering they just re-signed Chris Godwin. I'm pretty sure they brought back Fournette. They have Brady, so I think they'll be fine. It says here Julian Love is the other Giants' safety. Who in the world is that? I'm pretty sure he doubles as a uh, corner. Is that Jordan's brother? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he doubles as a corner. Then they got a Dory Jackson and James Bradbury on the outside for corners. So, uh, but yeah, I was just looking that up on the side. Uh, but yeah, so those two are retiring. I don't, yeah, like you said, it's hard to do. It's hard to not perform well in, uh, in Tampa overall, because I mean, their hockey team, their hockey team's good too. So and the Rays. Tampa's kind of flying all around right now. Yeah, but they're good, but I don't think they're going to be considered one of the best. But another big signing is Bobby Wagner was – Rams. He's unoriginal and went to the Rams, and it kind of makes me mad that – I mean, I mean, I hate that this happened in the NBA because I follow the NBA, Tristan, not so much, but I just don't like when players just go to the same team. Really I, I, super do know, team. I do know, like, about the NBA and how they formed super teams and stuff. I mean, they're starting to move away from that, thankfully, but, yeah, I just don't like the move. It's probably unrealistic to think that he would go to Washington, even though I'd love if he went, but I still would have liked to see him on another team that, that's well, still an upper coming contender. He's person. old. He's old. He's, so not, he, he's old, but he's still productive. Yeah, but it's what I'm saying like, is he's at the age where he doesn't really care about money anymore. He knows his career is towards the he end. He signed a $50 million yeah, he's, deal. He's a 50, well, okay, like you said, he's still productive. So a, a team will give him money. Like that's – if he has an opportunity to make money because he plays well, then a team will give him money. That's the same thing uh, with – He's 31 years old. Yeah, I mean – for a linebacker in the NFL, that's, that's still not that bad considering all not the bad, but it's still up there in age. Uh, he, he's still a pro bowler. If there's a if there's a team out there 
to give money away, they will give Rams money away. somehow. Like, because do you remember? Do you remember when the Titans signed Adam Humphreys? No. He had a career year in Tampa. They gave him a like three year, ten million dollar contract a year, ten million a year dollar contract, and he absolutely flopped in Tennessee. Like it's, I'm pretty sure he's on Washington now. I think you're right. So he had 300 yards last year. So yeah, it's uh, it's the like if it he can make money, then he will. That's the way to put it. But he's at the point where he just wants another ring, and LA is the best possible place to do that because LA really does kind of have a super team right now. Like yeah. I don't know who would really go through them at the moment. So, I mean, I the, ba- the Bengals almost did. So, I think the Rams are beatable, and we saw that in the uh, regular season. So, I think they're certainly the favorites, but I don't think they're c- con- going to be considered unbeatable. Uh, the And I also – this would have to be double-checked on. And actually, I will do that right now. Um, But this – would have to be double checked on, but I saw something just a minute ago that Odell Beckham is going to the Packers. I looked up him up. I I have not seen. I don't. Any. I don't see anything. Like I said, it's that's why I said I'd, it'd have to be double checked on because I'm not. But if I was the Packers, I'm not sure. I wouldn't make that move because he's coming off an ACL tear, which that that's hard to. Yeah, but that's hard who, to come back. From. Who else do the Packers have at receiver? So I don't think it's a terrible. Um, exactly. <laughs> they have Randall Cobb. If this was like 2014, I'd be hyped. So, uh, so yeah, that's. I don't think it's a terrible signing for them if they do go through with it. Uh, I just think there's a big question mark. Well, yeah, I mean, anyone coming off an ACL injury, that's a huge question mark. That's one of the worst injuries in sports that you can have, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a big question mark there. Uh, other than that, that's really the only big names to that have been moving. Then uh, the Eagles – I ha- so I got more details on the Zach Pascal signing. So it's a one-year, $1.5 million deal, and he's only getting one point, basically 1.1 mil, and then 400000 is a signing bonus. And then uh, he has up to another mil that he can earn in incent- incentives. And this was the interesting part. So like we said last time, uh, well, Nick Sirianni has said that Quez Watkins could has potential to be one of the best number two wide receivers he's ever worked with, but he was trying to acquire Calvin Ridley. And then once that flopped, he went after Allen Robinson. Uh, so they were saying, I heard a couple of reporters saying like, well, what does this mean for Quez Watkins? I think that just means Quez Watkins is still young. And then Zach Pascal brought up a couple more questions about that. Zach Pascal is not a number two receiver. He is a backup receiver, a number three, number four, who can come in, catch a couple balls, take some, take some pressure off of the main guys. Uh, he, Quez Watkins alone had 650 yards this past season. And 
Zach Pascal still hasn't passed 600 yards once. So he's had a couple 600 yard seasons. He just hasn't passed it. And Quez Watkins did that alone by himself. So uh, he's not a number two receiver. He got pushed into a number two receiver role last season because T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell both got hurt in Indy, but he's a backup receiver who can take some pressure off. And what that entails is the fact that the Eagles could still potentially, this does not change anything for their wide receiver needs. They could still draft one in the first round. They can still sign one. Like this does not change anything from what they originally had planned. Uh, And I also just looked up, they released the details of the Derek Barnett signing. It's a two year, 14 mil dollar, 14 mil deal. So he's getting seven mil a year, which is, it's, it's decent. Last year he was making 10 mil. So it's a pay cut, which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's good. So uh, that's, I think overall, that's a good signing, especially when they have no DNs. They have Josh Sweat, who has a lingering knee injury. Brandon Graham, who's coming off of an Achilles, who they think could be moved to the inside because he knows how to play on the inside. And then Hassan Reddick, who will be coming off the edge. You guys barely have a defense aside from a few players here and there. Yeah, so uh, that's – they definitely need to get one in the draft, which I think they'll address in the first round. Get what, a defense? Defensive end. Hopefully a corner too. Honestly – And some linebackers. And you guys need safeties as well. Um, Speaking speaking of – well, they (laughs) re-signed Anthony Harris. And Marcus Epps, the team really likes Marcus Epps. He's more of a free safety, though, who just kind of wanders around. He's not a box safety. He can't come up and play the run. Uh, He's a guy who can play the pass. He runs well. So, But the team really likes him, and they think that he'll play well. Uh, He looks to be a starter this season with Anthony Harris, which kind of leaves some concern because Anthony Harris isn't a box safety either. So hopefully Kayvon Wallace can prove something because he is a box safety. He can play down and play the run. Uh, he needs to show something though. He's been hurt the past two seasons. Um, and then speaking of linebacker, the Eagles also just signed Kaiser White to a one-year deal. And overall, it doesn't look like a bad signing because last season he had 144 t- total tackles, 90 solo. Uh only one sack, but that's because he's a roaming linebacker, not a blitzer uh yeah so that looks now that looks better than it could be that's the thing just like the eric wilson signing where they signed him and he looked like a good signing but overall it wasn't great because he's it's all about scheme he was in a eric wilson was in a defense where he was playing more sideline to sideline making tackles on the outside and the Eagles tried to use them on the inside where he was filling gaps, where some big running back like Leonard Fournette would just absolutely plow through him. So that's, it looks like a decent signing, but that's kind of something that you're going to have to look at when they do start playing because he's not a very big guy. He's only 6'2", 216. Uh, He played safety in college and moved to linebacker. So uh, we'll, that's something that we'll have to wait to see how that works out until the season, because if they try to use him the way that he should not be used, like they did with Eric Wilson, then this isn't going to last. 
Yeah, um, I, it looks like a good signing because I think any signing to your linebacker court at this point is a good one because, I mean, if you were to ask pretty much every single NFL fan, I don't think they can name you two linebackers in that core. I truly don't think that. Both both linebackers this season. So the starting linebackers, projected starting linebackers right now, are Davion Taylor, who was a third-round pick two years ago, the same year they drafted – who did they draft that year? Jalen Rager. I believe. Yes. Jalen Rager that year, they drafted Davion Taylor who was hurt the past two seasons, but he's a sideline to sideline guy really fast. will play the pass really good. Uh, he runs really well. So he needs to stay healthy though. And then TJ Edwards, who was a practice squad guy, but he's, he's the closest thing to a downhill linebacker that can fill gaps. Yeah. But you just said it there practice squad. Yeah, that the line. Yeah, like you said, I unless you are a Eagles fan, I don't know if you could name a starting linebacker from the Philadelphia team. I'm pretty sure at this point, if you guys were to sign Lawrence Taylor, it'd still be an improvement, even with how old he is. Uh, but yeah, honestly, looking towards the draft. I have no idea what the Eagles are going to look for in the first round. I don't know because you have like, so many needs and it's just so many how are you going to address also it? Also, so many things that they don't like. They haven't drafted a safety in the first round in years. And I don't uh, think that that trend is like going to stop because I cannot see you guys drafting a safety in the first has, round. Has your White's contract just uh, is one year, three mil guaranteed with a potential to make up to five million? with incentives. So I just wanted to put the contract terms out there. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know the last time the Eagles drafted a safety in the first round. I don't either. And they, I don't see them changing that this year as much as I want to, because they need one terribly. You uh, guys need a lot terribly. It, it should be interesting to see how you tackle this. Watch them do something dumb like you guys draft another quarterback. Yeah, Brian Dawkins was selected in the second round. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I, I thought he was drafted in the second round, too. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Oh. Nate Allen was drafted. I can't – he, he was a decent Eagle safety, Nate Allen. I don't know if you remember who that was. Nope. Uh, he was a second-round pick. He was, he was a decent safety. Uh, but, yeah, they, they needed they need – I think safety is one of their bigger needs. Like, I'd rather a safety in the first round than a defensive end, personally. Yeah, I would, too. Mm. Well, considering I think not a lot of teams draft safeties in the first round, I think the cream of the crop for this draft class in terms of safeties will be there when you're drafting. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's drafting. a better chance of that than there is defensive end. 15, 16, and 19. Yeah, I well, think they, you'll be able to get a decent this is a really This is a really deep defensive end draft, and the Eagles love drafting in the trenches. That yeah, is that one seems of their to biggest... be your bread and butter, whether it's your offensive or defensive trenches, that's always seemed to be your strengths. Uh, so, like, I, I see them drafting a DN before them drafting a safety. But, like, what I want to see in the first round, which I know won't happen because the Eagles don't draft safeties or linebackers in the first round, would be corner linebacker safety in that order. 
that would be what I want, but they're not going that to. That probably the won't happen. Yeah, and I have no idea where. I think they'll probably go D-end, corner, and if they keep the third one, wide receiver, I don't see them keeping the third one, though. I think he's going to It'll trade. probably go, like, wide receiver, O-lineman, D-lineman. No, I don't, think, I, I don't think they'll draft an O-lineman. Because, like, half the – I don't think they're either, but, Tristan, it's the Eagles. I mean, they've made some interesting choices. In the yeah, but they don't make – they haven't made – choices that like that would be really stupid to draft an o-lineman in the first round the last yeah, you time guys they- made of you guys have made stupid decisions in hindsight like your wide receivers but the eagles time it they seemed like decent until most, they got onto the field the eagles offensive line was drafted later in the draft jason kelsey was a sixth round pick jordan mylotta six eight 350 pound nate freak of nature was drafted in the seventh round. Uh, Jack Driscoll, who will probably be starting at a guard spot, was drafted in the fourth round, I believe. So, like most of their deep, most of their offensive line was drafted in the later rounds. And Landon Dickerson, who will be starting at a guard spot, he was drafted in the second round. So, like they don't need. I don't think they'll draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Because I don't either. But what's uh, Jet? What's I can't think of his, the offensive line coach. His name's fleeing my head right now yeah did you say jeff no i was gonna say jeff but i don't think it's i i don't think it's jeff i can't think of his name right now uh he is really good at grooming the offensive line so even if you draft a late player or a late late draft o-lineman and groom him then i'm not worried about it what I think you guys should do, you should draft with your fir- three first rounders, draft three quarterbacks, trade them away, and get a crap ton of capital. Jeff Stoutland, that is his name. No I clue who that is. It was just fleeing, fleeing my head for a well, moment. Well, and Tristan, do you think you guys could draft a running back? Because I think you that's, might need. That's not a first round thing. Definitely, it's not a big. It's not a first round need. But do you think that could be a second or third? Second or third round, maybe. Because uh, I've heard that this is a deep w- running back, um, like draft, not in terms of like top end guys, but there's decent guys all around. Uh, yeah, well, that's so that's where this kind of comes in in an interesting spot is what they would do with Miles Sanders because, uh, he has a little bit more, Howie Roseman has a little bit more money to work with. Uh, he's been opening up a lot of cap space. Uh, that Fletcher Cox release and re-sign opened up some more cap space. And uh, so the they could re-sign Miles Sanders, but I think they're going to want to wait to see if he gets injured again this season because if he does, then he will be gone for sure. If he plays at least 14 games, I think they'll re-sign him. Because when he plays, he does, he does play well. Uh, if he can get some touchdowns this season, hopefully, if Jalen Hurts doesn't take all of them when the, we're when they're within the ten yard line, <laughs> so hopefully they. What is? Uh, but yeah, hope I a running back maybe in the second or third round. Do you have any? Yeah, I could see that. Do you have an idea of where they would draft a? The last time they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round was 2019, Andre Dillard, who has played like five snaps 
five starting snaps. And before that, it was Lane Johnson in 2013. That was a that's a good pick. Fourth overall. Wow. Uh so yeah, I don't think they're gonna draft an offensive lineman. Uh do you have any what Washington only has one pick, correct? Yeah, one pick in the first. Where do they they draft 12th? 11th? I was going to say, I think it's 11th or 12th. I think it's around there. If if uh, Kenny Pickett falls, I think they might try to draft him. If he 11th, falls to the second or third round, not he first. He definitely won't. Yeah, um, we have the we have the eleventh pick. Um, I would like to see them go, maybe wide receiver if one of the decent ones is still there, because I think that would be we would be giving, um, Carson Wentz probably the most talented wide receiver core that he's had in, had in his career. If we were to draft a interesting, I thought, I know no, you, no, guys no. I thought, I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say Carson Wentz. Give him the most talented wide receiver core he uh, in the league. Like I thought you were going. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, he's had his, his career, not not in the league. No, but that's a pick I would like to see them make. Maybe a corner. Um, we just lost two offensive linemen, so maybe there. I just think there's a decent amount of needs that this team needs to address. We need a tight end, so. I frankly don't know where we're going to go with this pick. I do not think we should go quarterback with 11th. If we're going to go with one, it should be if one falls to two or three, but uh, yeah, I don't, it, it's hard to say. Yeah. I would say I could see you guys, you probably should get an offensive lineman early. Yeah. We, we should try to, cause we've, we lost two guards. We got up Norwell. He should be decent. We should try and get another one. A guard or a tackle. We we just need we need more on that because that's been a strong suit, and we don't want to get rid of that. Uh, but other than that, oh, the, I have a quick thing to mention uh, on Washington. Um, Congress has received information that the Washington football team owner Dan Schneider may have kept two financial books to um paint different pictures of their finances. So. That could possibly be counted as fraud, and I hope it is. So maybe that maybe this whole Congress investigation will actually lead to something. So I'm 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 crossing my fingers. And just to finish it off here, uh, Eagles bringing back their Kelly Greens. I'm excited. I do like the I do well, like the They should be coming back. But uh. Yeah, I think we'll end it off there. I'm so excited. These these things are beautiful. Uh, but they're they should be coming back in 2023. Um going over to hockey. 14 games left. Tell me what you're thinking. Um you guys are six points behind Pittsburgh right now. Same amount of games though. Yeah, it's possible we can catch them. We got smoked by the hurricanes, but that's the only time they've beaten us this year which is good. We beat the Devils three to four to three and the Sabres four to three in a shootout. It's possible we can catch them, but we really have to get hot. Ovi's been playing great. 
Kuzi's on a very good point streak. The only thing that I think is questionable is defense and goaltending like it has been the entire year. I just think we just need to get, get hot and do something. But as it stands right now, I'm expecting a first-round loss. Uh, wait, right now you guys would be playing. I'll bring it up real quick. Right now you guys would be playing Florida. Actually, Florida or Carolina. I think it'd be Carolina first. Um, I would prefer I would prefer Carolina because we've beaten them more times. I also think that Carolina has a worse defense than Florida does, and a worse goalie. Actually, Freddie Anderson has been playing pretty well this season. I but as you know, with Toronto. Toronto has a bad history of losing, and he was in Toronto for years before this. So I, yeah. he, he hasn't played well in the playoffs in his career. Uh, so I would, I think they'd have a better chance against Carolina then. Yeah, then we would Florida because Florida all around is just they're nasty. Yeah they they are a they are a bad bad team, and, and with Claude Giroux actually playing decent since dude, he's got there dude, on a line on a line with Huberto and uh Barkov like that, that is I don't want to play that that is a disgusting line that's probably I'll, the second best first line in the NHL yeah I'd rather I'd rather play the Hurricanes we have a better shot we've we've seen them more times we've beat them more than they beat us this season I I'm trying to where is uh but yeah I mean dude that's I'd say that's the second best first line in the NHL, right behind McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. When yeah. Landeskog gets healthy, well, yeah, when all those players are healthy and playing together, which doesn't happen that often. Uh, the the Flyers have been bringing up a lot of young guys, and which is what they should should be doing. Yeah, and they're actually they're playing pretty decently. Uh, Travis Konechny just scored his first two-goal game of the season. Wow, that's he, bad. That, yeah, that's – but the good thing is, like, he's playing well. He's playing faster. Uh, Chuck Fletcher asked him, Faraby, Provorov, like some of the younger guys, some of the older younger guys, if that makes sense, to start taking some leadership roles because with Giroux gone, I mean, that's a huge thing. And uh, – so they. I wonder who uh, your next captain is going to be. Sean Couturier, easy. Absolutely no doubt in my mind that it is Sean Couturier. He just signed an eight-year deal. Uh, he is the overall best player on the team right now because uh, he has both offensive and defensive skill. He was a Selkie Trophy winner two years ago. Uh, it's he just needs to get healthy. He just had back surgery, so he's out for the season. But uh, I think they'll just they'll probably just roll with three A's for the rest of the season with yeah. Terry A out. Uh, or Tristan. It could be Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi's on the Predators. Ryan Ellis. is the Ryan one. Ellis. I always get those two mixed up. It could be Ryan Ellis. Or you could if, trade for Roman Yossi. If Roman Yossi was the uh, – <laughs> Was the cap or was the captain of the Flyers while on the Predators? That's while on the Predators. Yeah, that is absolutely impressive. That uh, would be funny. The Predators come to town to play. There's, 
like, oh, it's a pregame ceremony. We're naming the new captain, Roman Yossi. Um, but let's see. I'm trying to – why won't they show me – I want to see if last five games – oh, Nashville was. <clears throat> Dang, dude, in his first game with Carolina, he had – or Florida, he had two points. Yeah, I, I saw that on Instagram. He's He's been playing good. I mean, like I said, that uh, he he has five points with the Panthers already. Yeah, that's why I do not want to play the Panther, Panthers. I mean, we're going to lose in the first round probably regardless, but I'd like to win at least one or two games. I don't want to get blown out. I don't want to get smoked like the Nats just got smoked. Uh, Yeah, I, I think Florida is definitely – I want Florida to win. Ah, it's so weird looking at this picture of Giroux in a Panthers jersey. It doesn't look right. Uh, I want the Panthers to win the cup now. I mean, that's... I don't know who I want to win the cup. Once I see the playoff bracket, then I'll be able to make a decision, but I have no clue who I want to win. I just want to see Giroux win a cup. Uh, He's much deserving of it. Yeah, I mean, I obviously want the Caps to win, but let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. We'll be lucky if we win a series. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so the Flyers are bringing up a ton of their young guys, and they're getting a lot of playing time. Cam York looks like he's going to be here to stay, and him and Ivan Provorov are playing so well together because they actually have consistency in partners. And something that's huge is the fact that Cam York – is playing on his off side, but he's still playing well, which is huge. Uh, so he's breaking up plays before they get to the blue line and causing some disruption. Uh, he looks calm playing in the NHL. And something that uh, I heard a reporter say, he said that he's playing better in the NHL than he did in the AHL and in college, which you're probably wondering why, like that's kind of strange, but the NHL is so much more of a structured game than the uh, than college and AHL, which I mean, I get that. Like if you're playing, there are two types of games. You have ones where they're like just going back and forth and there is no breaks. And then there's other ones where you're actually like sitting back, you're possessing the puck, trying to produce offense, stuff like that. So like, I see where uh, I see where they're coming from and that makes sense. So uh, he was more of a structured player anyway. So he's playing really good. He looks like he's going to be up to stay. Morgan Frost has been starting to pick up points and he needs, he needs to play on a team on a line with other talented players, because I mean, if you have a talented player passing to some scrubs, that makes it kind of hard to work with. So he needs Drew to, to most of the flyers rosters after like 2013. Yeah, exactly. Like Giroux carried, Drew carried the Flyers team on his back for most of uh, most of those seasons. I mean, the fact that he's never played with a 40 goal score, it surprises me. And yet it doesn't. I don't know if he's even played with a 30 goal score. I think he's played with a 30, but I don't know. I don't if it was, it definitely wasn't a high 30s. Uh, Like the Cam Atkinson was the closest thing to a pure goal score that he's played with probably since. Simone Gagne and he didn't play much with Simone Gagne because Gagne was only there for a little bit. Yeah, he was only there for a little bit and uh, 
they didn't play on the same line. So he might've seen him a little bit on like power play time, but that's about it. Uh, so yeah, but this is, I don't want, I feel like the flyers have actual, an actual decent future coming up now. Like they're moving to their younger guys. Uh, I don't see Drew coming back in the off season. He said in their thousand in his thousandth game ceremony that after the season he wants to come back, but I don't see it happening. Like, if, and if I was him, I wouldn't. I'd try and rack up as many points as I can, and that's not going to happen on and the fly. He, he, uh, he also, if you think about it, like now that he's in Florida, he's not the guy. In Philadelphia, he was the guy constantly. So, like, I even heard, uh, I was listening to an interview that they had with Travis Konechny. And he was saying, yeah, you know, with G here, when we had a, when we had a rough game, it would all kind of fall back on Giroux and he would kind of like take, like everyone would go to him about the, everyone would go to him about the game. He's like, with him gone, like it kind of falls on us. But like the point there is that like Giroux was taking everything for the Flyers. He was the guy there for so long. And now in Florida, like you got Barkov and you got Huberto who are both more of the guy than he will be he's just there to score some points which i think is a much better opportunity for him because he can just sit back and play the game uh i also got some i also heard something about why the why chuck fletcher was going after the 2023 draft picks as opposed to 2022 that's because he likes the way that the draft looks the scouts have been saying that the 2023 draft looks a lot deeper overall than the 2022 draft. Uh, and who knows, hopefully by 2024, the Panthers will be bad and that'll be a good draft pick. <laughs> Probably not. I, yeah, I don't see it happening anyway. I, but I doubt that. There's always that hope. Uh, and as of right now, the Flyers are drafting fifth if everything in the lottery were to stay the same which I am not ter- I'm not sad about that pick. That'd be a pretty decent pick. Uh, but other than that, that's really all I got on the Flyers end. Yeah, that's talk- all I got for caps. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the Caps and who they could potentially be playing in the playoffs. This – Potentially losing to. Side note, this is the first time since 20 20- since before 2010 that the Flyers will be missing the playoffs – two years in a row they have been going on and off like since 2010 they went and then didn't go went didn't go went didn't go all for 10 straight years so this is the first season that they well the first two seasons that they will be going uh back to back missing the playoffs or making that's bad the the buffalo sabers are gonna say hold my beer well no because they haven't been going on and off like it was the first time in any sport any sport, not just hockey. Uh, any sport, but I'm saying, like, you think like going two years without the playoffs is bad. The Buffalo Sabers. Oh, I was no, I was just going for the for the record, like the fact that they went ten years going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and now, like, I think it's just shocking that this is the first time that they're doing something for two years in a row, whether it was going to the playoffs or not going to the playoffs. Sadly, it's not going to the playoffs, but uh, like that, Hopefully that's just, not going to the playoffs. That's just a weird. That's just a weird record. Um, and, but overall the team looks pretty good for the future and Carter Hart had an amazing bounce back season this year. Uh, so that's, 
looks bright for the future. And the Flyers were officially mathematically eliminated when they lost to the Wild. Man. Man, Such a shame. Dude, I really think they had a shot. Like, you know, they could have, they could have came back. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really have for Philadelphia end. Yeah, now we can get into baseball. Dude, only a week left until opening day. I'm excited. I'm happy about that, but uh, we're not going to do that good because I don't know if you've seen. I know it's preseason, but the Nats got smoked 29 to 8. Yeah, and- but the thing is, the uh, that's going to be most of the Nats team right there. I know. And the, I mean, I think the president will be, we'll have a decent offense and our pitching is going to be horrendous. Because Strasburg, he's still working on an injury. And after that, Patrick Corbin is our main guy. And he played horrible last year. We don't really have a bullpen. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun season to watch, Tristan. I mean, hopefully cheap tickets once we're out of the playoffs. <laughs> once we're out of the playoffs by July. I was going to say by the third week of the season. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we'll be lucky to still be in, be in it in May. You guys are you guys are the worst team in spring training right now in the league. My <laughs> draft pick. You're one in ten in spring. Oh, which that, which that doesn't mean anything because I mean I know it's spring NFL, training, but I think dude, we've been playing our starters a lot. So this is bad. Yeah, I'm gonna look because wow, that is sad. Uh on the bright side, we just released the cool um Cherry blossom yeah, uniforms, which actually I do like. Those are kind those of are nice. really nice. I'm, I'm the gray I'm with the hint, hint of pink. I think that looks nice. Yeah, but um, that 29 to eight, I have a feeling that's not going to be the only time we get smoked this season. The fact that you could score 29 runs is insane. I was talking to someone that's earlier. More than I think that's more than the Washington football team has scored this entire year. I'm pretty I, sure we if. I don't know if we've reached above that. Uh, I I was talking to someone earlier, and they said that two of their players would have beaten the Nationals by themselves with their RBIs. That's bad. I mean, that's that's terrible. Yeah, with DeYoung or DeYoung and yeah, Paul DeYoung, Capel, Capel. I don't know who that is, but they had five and four RBIs respectively, <sighs> and those two alone would have beaten Washington. I mean, they have Albert Pujols as well. That's a cool little signing for his last year. Yeah, I, I did. I did see that he's going there to finish off his career there where he started, which I think. Hopefully, was- he reaches 700 homers because he's only 21 away, and since he's going to be able to be the DH, hopefully, he can stay healthy and reach that. Oh, and that's like, that's I a, think that's that's, that's a, a big milestone. Uh, definite Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, the last person to get close to 700 was A-Rod, but he fell four short. I want to see uh, – I'm trying to see your stats, like to see who's been playing a ton, who's been playing a lot. Because I, I want to see if it is a lot of your starters. I know they've been playing a lot more than three innings. I'm not – it's not really showing me who uh 
Oh, player, that's why. I was like, why isn't this letting me look? Uh, spring training nationals. This is okay. So I brought up spring training and then put nationals, and it brought me the first team is a uh, the first team on the list is the LA Angels. <laughs> why? There what we go. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have how many. It doesn't have how many uh, innings they've played, but has how many games they've played. Josh Bell, nine. Uh, Juan Soto, eight. Eleven games have been played so far for you guys. Cesar Hernandez, seven. Yadiel Hernandez, 11. Lane Thomas, who he's played 10. Uh, D. Strange Gordon, he's played 10. So, yeah, like you, you do, you guys do have a lot of, uh, do have a lot of top people playing a lot of games. Yeah, Tristan, this is, this isn't going to be good. This, this is going to be a fun season in terms of it's going to be fun to laugh at, but in reality, it, it's hiding pain. What, uh, Give me your projections on the standings. I think we went over this last season or last week, but I just reiterate. Um, Mets, Braves, Phillies, Marlins. Wow. Lions. I think we'll be lucky to get I think we'll be lucky to get like 70 wins. I think we'll be lucky if we do that. All right. I have just okay. I'll give you a little bit of a homer pick first because I do think it's possible. It's possible the Phillies do yeah, good and win it's, the division. It's possible. I think the Phillies could win the division. It's possible. It's banking, on, it's banking on your pitching, though, because if you're able yeah. to trade somebody like Bohm for pitching, then that would be good. Which I just saw something, speaking of Bohm, uh, I just saw something that they could have Bryson Stott starting at third base in on opening day, which would put Didi Gregorius at uh, shortstop. And then, so he, my prediction of a trade for Alec Bohm may be correct. One of my only few correct predictions. Uh, but he said in the future, Stott is the shortstop of the future. So, uh, Didi Gregorius won't get re signed after this season. Uh, but he said he could potentially be playing third base because they want him to play. And he said that if he does make the show, that he's not going to be sitting on the bench and just a hitting guy. He's actually going to be playing because it doesn't make sense to bring him up and then sit him down. Yeah. So uh, Girardi said if he plays, he's playing. Uh, Al- Adam Hazley just got traded for a 28-year-old bullpen pitcher from the White Sox. Um, so he's gone. Uh, and we do need bullpen pitchers badly. But uh, with the combination of Schorber and Castellanos and Bryce Harper, they're looking nasty. Uh, but all right, back to my – I have a realistic and a homer pick, all right? So I'll do my homer pick because obviously I'm going to pick the Phillies to win the division. Uh, I'm going to go Phillies, Braves, Mets, Marlins, Nationals. And then in my realistic pick, the only thing I'm changing is the Braves and the Phillies. I think they just flip and the Phillies will finish second. I think the Phillies will make a wild card at the worst. I think they do have potential to win the division. Uh, thing there is, though, the key word there is potential because we know Philadelphia and the fact that they like to underachieve. So 
you need you need Zach Wheeler to have another great season, and you need Aaron Nola to step up. Step and up. Have a Zach season. Eflin needs to step it up. Who got emotional after his first start after his surgery? So he well he couldn't he couldn't uh he couldn't play last season so i mean he came out and pitched well and he was emotional about it which i think is i think that's huge like after you get an injury and you get to come back and play that's huge um but yeah it's i'm excited for the season only a week until opening day I'm excited, but then it, um, reality is going to... You're, you're going to be like it. me with the Flyers. Like, you'll be excited for the first week, and then once you realize... Then I'll be like, like this is bullcrap. Yeah, what is like, this? Okay, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I believe the Phillies start out their, their uh, first... Against the A's, you said? Oh, you're right. It was the A's. Um, Because I was going to say, I think it was against Nick Castellanos's former team, the Reds, but they played them last season, so I don't think that's who they play. Uh, and the A's fell off. The A's traded Matt. Olsen. They traded everyone. Matt they Chapman and, and Matt Chapman. Yeah, Matt Chapman is now a Blue Jay. The Blue Jays are going to be nasty this year. They could win the win the, the division. Dude, the AL East is nasty. That's a. I mean, Yankees nasty. Red Sox, Blue Jays, uh, the Rays. The only bad the team is, is the, the Orioles, Orioles, but they're actually not particularly bad. I mean, the Nats are probably worse. There's definitely worse teams out there. Yeah, so I mean the AL East is. I think you could get four teams from the AL East in the in the playoffs. I I think you will because yeah you have. There's now three. It's six teams. So yeah, three wild card teams. the The whole three divisions throws me off in baseball. Like it's the the because I'm so used to football having four divisions. Yeah. Or eight, four for each conference. And the NHL, you just kind of have to look at the conference as a whole. Wild card doesn't play as big of a factor like it does in the NFL and MLB. Uh, but yeah, with uh, with that, that's all I have. That's all I got. All right, so I think we're gonna close it out there. Uh, you guys can follow our Instagram at BL in the DC, or you can DM us questions and comments. Uh, you can email us questions and comments at BL in the DC at gmail.com can rate us on Apple and Spotify and you can leave a review on Apple where if you want to leave a question, a comment. Uh, and with that, we're going to end it off there. So we will see you guys next week. See you later.